everyone and a very warm welcome to Hillhead at the Grosvenor. Our service this morning is a special service to mark the end of Christian Aid Week 2019 and I'll be joined in leading this service with two members of our Bible class, Freya and Sarah. Everything we need to follow what's going on in the service is on our printed order of service this week, not on the screen. I think, as we all know, Christian Aid Week is the single biggest act of Christian witness in Britain and Ireland. For thousands of churches, it's a way of answering Jesus' call to help people in need around the world. This morning, we'll be sharing stories from Sierra Leone, where Christian Aid's partner, Rada, is working with some of the country's poorest communities to improve health care and ensure that mothers don't die in childbirth. So we gather now in prayer and praise to share and to listen and to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Hear first these words from Revelation chapter 7. They will hunger no more and thirst no more. The sun will not strike them nor any scorching heat. For the Lamb at the centre of the throne will be their shepherd he will guide them to springs of the water of life, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. We stand, if we are able, to sing the familiar words of the 23rd Psalm, The Lord is my shepherd.
let us pray. Sheltering Creator, in this time of praise, lead by still waters those who are tired after a busy week. Shepherding Son, restore the souls of those worried by and for the world. Sustaining Spirit, comfort all who are walking through the darkest valley. Creator, Son and Spirit, may your goodness and mercy be upon us as we dwell in your house today. And so we pray together in whatever language or form is dearest to us, the words that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen.
Martins. We're going to be thinking about the country of Sierra Leone uh, this morning. We thought we'd better find out how much we know about that country before we start. So Freya and Sarah have a little quiz for us, and we'll see just how much we know about Sierra Leone. Um, Freya's got the questions, and if we don't know the answer, Sarah's got the answers. Okay, the first question is, what does the name Sierra Leone mean? Anybody know? I think we have the answer at the front. Wendy, say again. Lion Mountain. That's correct, Lion Mountain. Um, it doesn't sound particularly African. Does anyone recognise the language? Portuguese. And why do you think it's Portuguese? Yes, and why do you think an African country might have a Portuguese name? Because of the Yes. Yes, that's absolutely right. Well done. It was named by a Portuguese explorer who promptly claimed it for Portugal, and so it was a colony for many years. Well done. Let's see what we do know next. What is the capital of Sierra Leone? How are you on your capitals? <laughs> Not that good when I look at it. Graham That is correct, free time. So I can put up the next slide now that gives you a better idea of exactly where Sierra Leone is. I couldn't show you it before because it names the capital. Um, so there it is, right on the North Atlantic Ocean, with Guinea and Liberia enclosing it. Freya. What is the population of Sierra Leone? <laughs> you don't need to be precise to the exact one. <laughs> Six million. Eight million. Yeah, almost eight million. Brilliant, brilliant. That was a really good guess. Now, think about that number. Think about that number. Can we sort of try and get an idea of the size of Sierra Leone if we know the population's about eight million? Where does that place it, say, in relation to us? Yes. Just like? Slightly bigger than Scotland, that's right. Slightly bigger than Scotland, but way smaller than the UK. How many people in the UK? 17. Lots of guesses. Yes? Well done. Six, uh, probably 66, but you're the closest. Gosh, I'm glad you're here. You would not be doing well. So if you think about the whole of Britain and, uh, and Northern Ireland, 66 million, and Sierra Leone has got just under 8 million. So a small country, not that much bigger than Scotland. Freya. What's the official language of Sierra Leone? <laughs> now, Mary, you'd think so, wouldn't you? <laughs> but it isn't Portuguese. English. It's English. And why would that be? Yeah. It, we, we be, they became, unfortunately, a colony of Britain after they were a colony of Portugal. And, of course, there were lots of Scottish missionaries in particular went there. So English is actually the official language, so you'd be fine if you went there. Freya. What precious mineral does Sierra Leone export? 
Is that right, Sarah? Yeah, well done, Jamila. It's diamonds. Now, that sounds pretty exotic, doesn't it? Um, but um, let's just flick through. It's kind of back-breaking work. Um, it's not the kind of job that you would like to do, and quite often children are forced into diamond mining. And uh, I don't think any of our children would like to be doing that. It's hard, hard work, and they are not paid for it very well at all. Freya. What is Sierra Leone's national dish? Now, Sarah's got two answers she'll accept for this, so you've got two chances to get this right. Who said that? Bonnie, what do you think? Sarah? Rice? Rice? Rice is one of the two correct answers. Well done. There's a saying in Sierra Leone, if you've not had rice today, you've not eaten. But what do they really love when they can have it? They can't have it every day, but it's, it's the, technically their national dish. We'll give you a clue, it doesn't involve any meat of any kind. That would be too big a luxury. Bonnie. Oh, there might be some in this dish. Yes, that's a really good guess. Sarah, tell us. Ground nut stew. Ground nut stew. And do you know what is the sort of most obvious ground nut? The one that we know the best here? Peanuts. Peanuts, yes. So it basically it's peanut vegetable stew. Um, it looks rather nice. I've got a picture of one, I think. Yeah, it's lovely, doesn't it? And the peanuts thicken up the sauce and make your vegetable stew nice and tasty. So that would be quite nice if that is our national dish, I think. Freya? What percentage of the population live in poverty? So we know there's just under 8 million, and how, what percentage of that 8 million live in absolute poverty? Oh, gosh, Bonnie, Sarah? 81%. That is brilliant. What a brilliant answer. Goodness for the children. Um, um, but think about that number. 81% live in absolute poverty. Now, what do we mean by absolute poverty? Some of us think we're not that well off, I guess, but that's relative poverty. What's absolute poverty? There's a, there's a, a UN definition. Does anybody know? Yes. Not quite hearing? That's absolutely true. And they've put beside that definition how much you earn a day or less than that. If, to, to define you as absolutely poor, how much are you earning a day if you're absolutely poor? Less than? Two dollars, no? Ken. Less than two dollars a day in that context defines you as an absolute poverty. That's not enough to get enough food. Not enough to, to feed your family. Thanks for you. What is the average life expectancy in Sierra Leone? Oh, right. Now, I know averages are a bit misleading sometimes, but this will give us a very rough idea of how hard life is. What, sorry, Jean, you said? 30. A wee bit higher, a bit higher. 50? 45. Not as high as that. Who said 45? Me. Sarah, give us the right answer. 43. So well done, Joyce. You're pretty close. So the average life expectancy in Sierra Leone is 43. Now, just to give us a comparison, what's the average life expectancy in Scotland? 
Anyone get a suggestion? No, not as high as that, actually. Bonnie. A wee bit higher, it's 17.9 and a wee bit in Scotland. A wee bit higher for the UK, it's 80 point something in the UK. But Scotland obviously doesn't have quite as good health. So just compare the two. If you're born in Scotland today, you have a chance of living to 79.80. If you're born in Sierra Leone today, 43. So it's about, about half. Which deadly disease caused thousands of deaths in Sierra Leone between 2014 and 16? Is that right, Sarah? It's Ebola. Do you remember? You'll have seen the photographs on the news of medical staff being hosed down with disinfectant. Um, and you remember there was a Scottish nurse who actually contracted Ebola? And it was very serious indeed. And I'm afraid many people died locally. Many thousands of people in Sierra Leone died of Ebola. Thank you, Freya. <coughs> in Sierra Leone, how many women die each day while giving birth? Now remember, we're talking about a small population. Less than 8 million people. How many women die each day in childbirth? Um, well, think about it. It's a big number. It's eight, eight million sounds like a big number, but it's really not. So not that many women will be giving birth in any day. So it's, it's a small number, but it's every day. Sarah? 20. Um, 10. 10. 10 women die each day in childbirth. Now, it sounds like a small number, though every one of those lives matters entirely. But think about this. It is the most dangerous country in the world to give birth. Um, at one point, Sierra Leone made its way up to the 177th most dangerous place in the world. But it's now back at the bottom of the tree. The most dangerous country. And that's including Afghanistan. That's including countries where there is virtually no health care. There is no maternal health care available largely in Sierra Leone. So thank you very much indeed, both of you. That gives us a bit of an idea of the country that we're going to be talking about. Let's sing together again. Jesu, Jesu, show us how to love.
This reading is from Revelation chapter 7, verses 9 to 17. After this I looked, and there was a great multitude that no one could count, from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, robed in white, with palm branches in their hands. They cried out in a loud voice, saying, Salvation belongs to our God, who is seated on the throne, and to the Lamb. And all the angels stood around the throne and worshipped God, singing, Blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honour and power and might be to our God for ever and ever. Amen. Then one of the elders addressed me, saying, Who are these robed in white and where have they come from? I said to him, Sir, you are the one that knows. Then he said to me, These are they who have come out of the great ordeal. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. For this reason they are before the throne of God and worship him day and night within his temple, and the one who is seated on the throne will shelter them. They will hunger no more and thirst no more. The sun will not strike them nor any scorching heat. For the Lamb at the centre of the throne will be their shepherd, and he will guide them to the springs of the water of life, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Revelation chapter 21, verses 1 to 6. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, See, the home of God is among mortals. He will dwell with them, they will be his peoples, and God himself will be with them. 
He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Mourning and crying and pain will be no more. And the one who was seated on the throne said, See, I am making all things new. Then he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I give water as a gift from the spring of the water of life. The vision that John writes about in Revelation is a beguiling one. You'll remember that John was writing at a time when the Roman Empire was advancing. The empire was accruing more and more political and economic power to itself. And one of the ways in which the Romans maintained their grip on that power was to demand that their emperors and their own traditional gods were worshipped by everyone. For anyone who would not or could not comply, there were terrible consequences. So the scenes that John described in his vision were intended to provide comfort and encouragement to the early Christians who were facing a time of extreme suffering and persecution. In both his vision in the throne room from Revelation chapter seven that Freya read for us, and in his vision of the new heaven and new earth that Sarah read for us, John paints a picture of God wiping away every tear from the eyes of those who suffered. They will hunger no more and thirst no more. For the lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd and he will guide them to springs of the water of life God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. See, the home of God is with mortals. He will wipe every tear. Death will be no more. Mourning and crying and pain will be no more. For the persecuted Christians to whom John was originally writing, these were words of enormous comfort. And today they still bring comfort to the thousands who were bereaved by the devastation of the Ebola outbreak in Sierra Leone that ended only three years ago. And it brings comfort too to those who've lost wives and sisters and mothers in childbirth. And of course, they bring comfort to the thousands of Sierra Leonean women who've lost their babies due to the lack of healthcare facilities. These losses are no less heartbreaking because they're commonplace. Human life is never cheap. Premature death is always devastating. 
needless suffering is always an affront to our sense of natural justice. To help us to understand the reality of pregnancy and childbirth in Sierra Leone, we're going to hear the stories of two ordinary women. And first, we hear the story of Jebe, and Sarah is going to read that for us. Jebe is one of the kindest people you ever meet. She has a warm smile and a motherly touch, but her life has been incredibly, incredibly tough. Recently, Jebe's sister, Fatmata, was pregnant. When she went into labour, there were so few ambulances that Fatmata had no choice but to walk for three hours under the baking sun to the nearest hospital. The road was long and she struggled to keep walking. With every step, Fatmata feared for her life and the life of her baby. Jebe says, My sister was crying out with hunger. She died on the side of the road. She never gave birth. No woman should die in childbirth. But for Jebe, this wasn't any woman. This was her sister. Jebe herself is now heavily pregnant. As her baby grows, it's not joy that fills her heart, but fear. Instead of buying baby, new baby clothes, Jebe has gone to her sister's burial. Instead of excitement and joy, she feels pain and sorrow. She cries and we cry with her. This Christian Age Week, with your support, we can continue working alongside communities like Jebba's to build better health centres. Just £300 could provide a delivery bed and mattress for a new health centre so that mums can deliver their babies safely and live long and happy lives. Thanks, Sarah. And now we hear the story of Tenny, and that will be read by Freya. Tenny rests her three-month-old baby on her lap. Tenny and her baby are visiting a temporary health centre for a checkup. They are attended to by Nurse Judith, who delivered the baby in this very room just a few months ago. Thankfully, both mum and baby are healthy. But tragically, Tenny has loved and lost a baby before. A few years ago, when Tenny was pregnant with her first child, there was no health centre or trained nurse in her village. With no other choice, Tenny was taken by her mother to a traditional birth attendant. For the two days of her labour, Tenny was in agony. She fell unconscious and was bleeding heavily. When at last she woke up, her whole body was swollen. In the days and months afterwards, Tenny still felt very weak. Tragically, her little one died when he was just three months old. I will never forget that day, Tenny says. I loved my baby so much. Thankfully, by the time Tenny had become pregnant a second time, things had changed for the better. Christian Aid's partner, Radha, so that Tenny and many mums like her were in desperate need of health care. And that's how Nurse Judith came to save lives. With expert love and care, Nurse Judith delivered Tenny's second baby safely. But the health centre where, where Nurse Judith works is not able to meet every need. The roof leaks. There are only two delivery beds. And when mums come to deliver their babies at night, Judith has no light to see by. This makes giving birth even more dangerous. Every day, ten women die from giving birth in Sierra Leone. But we believe every life is worth fighting for. This Christian Aid Week, 
You could help give more mums and babies across the world the greatest gift of all, the gift of life. With your support, Tenny's community could build a bigger, better health centre to ensure that more mums see their babies grow and enjoy the fullness of life. Thanks, Rhea. When God's kingdom comes on earth, the tears of Tenny, who mourns the death of her first baby, and the tears of Jebby, who lost her sister in childbirth, will be wiped away. In a country where 10 women die every day in childbirth, John's vision declares there will be no more death and no more mourning. But if all John was doing by sharing his vision of a kingdom in which all tears will be wiped away was offering us the prospect of wrongs being righted in the next life, we could easily become depressed about this life. But John is not just firing our imagination for how things can be and then leaving us there. If we let it, John's vision can change us. John's revelation allows us to look at life on earth in a new light. The heavenly visions of Revelation show us how God wants things to be right here and right now. This is what we ask for every time we pray the Lord's Prayer, when we say, thy will be done, thy kingdom come, on earth as it is in heaven. John's vision in Revelation incites us to challenge the powers that are intent on suppressing the kingdom of God on earth to change the sinful structures that keep poor people poor. Because the poor of Sierra Leone are not poor by accident, or because they lack natural resources, or by dint of their fecklessness. They have been made poor, and are being kept poor, so that others can be rich. John's vision in Revelation tells us it doesn't have to be like this. There is another way to be. During Christian Aid Week, we get the chance to participate in bringing that vision of heaven on earth. With every envelope we fill, every petition we sign, every prayer we pray, every letter we write. Christian Aid Week provides a focus for us, gives us an opportunity to do something, to play our part in John's vision of heaven on earth, making it real for the people of Sierra Leone and the world. The only question is, will we grasp that opportunity? We sing our response. For everyone born, a place at the table. For everyone born, clean water and bread. A shelter, a space, a safe place for growing. For everyone born, a star overhead. We stand, if we can, to sing our response. Thank you. 
So we come to our prayers for others, and I'm going to be joined in these prayers by Freya and Sarah. Let us pray. Those who sow in tears will reap with shouts of joy. Compassionate and loving God, it is with joy that we give thanks for Nurse Judith, for the difference she's made in her community, delivering babies safely and reassuring worried mums-to-be. And we give thanks too for the members of our congregation who have cared for mothers and babies as nurses or midwives. Thank you for Faye, for Nancy, for Joan, for Mary, for Jean, and for Lily. It is with joy that we give thanks for Christian Aid's, Christian Aid's partner, Rada, making a difference in the lives of thousands of women in Sierra Leone, providing training and healthcare, and helping women to raise their voices. It is with joy that we give thanks for Christian Aid Week and for all who give their time and talents to make it happen. Being a witness to the risen hope of Jesus in our communities. And especially we give thanks for Barbara who organises our church's response each year. And yet our joy is not complete for there is still much sadness in the world. So we bring to you the concerns of our hearts, both close to home and far away. We pray especially this morning for the thousands in Sierra Leone who lost loved ones to Ebola, for the orphans growing up without security or love, for the survivors enduring stigma and shame. 
loving God, wipe away every tear from their eyes. We pray for the pregnant mothers still living in fear of what labour may bring, for the mothers with babies who did not survive or died in infancy, for the husbands and children who have lost a wife or mother in childbirth. Loving God, wipe away every tear from their eyes. May the tears of the people of Sierra Leone move us to challenge the unjust systems, the unquestioned rituals, and the accepted inequality that lets mothers and babies die needlessly. Loving God, wipe away every tear from their eyes. And finally, we bring the concerns of our hearts that are closer to home. The health of a loved one. The turbulent politics of our times with its economic uncertainties. The loneliness and grief known by too many. The tears of longing shed in darkness. Let's take a moment of silence to bring our concern to our compassionate and loving God. Loving God, Wipe away every tear from our eyes. Amen. And so we bring our gifts, both for Sierra Leone and for the work of our own church in the giving of our offering. Let's pray. 
in gratitude and concern, we bring our gifts of money for Sierra Leone and for the wider work of your kingdom. May they be used to wipe away the tears from the eyes of those who are suffering today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. It is good uh, to give our money, but it's not enough. If we don't work to change the structures that keep people poor, they will always be poor. In Bible class, we were astonished to learn that, in theory, Sierra Leone should be able to afford maternal health care. But much of its money is going into paying off the loans they had to take out during the Ebola crisis in 2014 to 16. So this Christian Aid Week, as well as having a vision of all tears being wiped away, we are invited to call for the tearing up of Sierra Leone's Ebola debt. On the table here in front of the communion table, there is a petition that we are invited to add our names to, calling on the Chancellor of the Exchequer to write off the debts that Sierra Leone incurred while fighting Ebola. If you would like to add your name to that petition, there'll be a chance in a moment just to come forward and to fill in your details. Um, Freya will be there to guide you and she has a spare pen if you need one. And after you've signed, or it's not actually a signature, it's just your name that's required printed on the sheet. After that, you are invited to break off a link of the chain. Doesn't matter what link, just break a link of the chain and take it away with you as a sign of our intention to break the chains of poverty. If you would like to add your name, um, but would find it difficult to come out to the table, please just raise your hand because Sarah has a copy of the petition that she can bring to you. So if you're able and would like to come to the front, please do so, sign and break a link of the chain. If you would rather Sarah came to you, just raise your hand and she will bring the petition to you and then later on she will tear off a link of the chain for you and give it to you. So let's pause to do that.
Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. No one will snatch them out of my hand. Wherever we follow him this week, may we all be midwives of hope, bringing fullness of life to our community and standing together for equality, for dignity and for justice. We go now to love and serve the Lord and the world God so loves. And as we go, may we know that we are held secure in the palm of his hand all the days of our life.